business. From the top of paradise, Bermuda's best music mix, Ocean 89, a service of Bermuda Broadcasting. It's time to mind your business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BEDC. Bermuda business starts here. Well, that week went by quick, Jamila. What happened? Weren't it we did. just here like yesterday? It did. I, I swear I was just here. That's what it felt like anyway. It felt like. And um, here we are again. Um, of course, we've uh, done some updates in the studio as far as precautions go. So it's a pleasure to have you in the studio with us, Jamila. And we're uh, about to welcome to our conversation the uh, one and only. We have Camila from Sweet Sack Bakery. Hey. Hi, Camila. Camilla, sorry, I'm saying it wrong. Camilla, smack me. I think I heard her say it too, Camilla, so I'm sorry for not pronouncing your name right. Yes, thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Um, first of all, I just want to say uh, congratulations. I've been seeing some of these YouTube videos and postings and all of that, and that's sort of what we want to talk a little bit about today. Um, as you know, COVID-19 has impacted us all. Um, and you were known to us way back when, when we did get a chance to go to your bakery in St. George's and all of that. But we want to talk a little bit today about what you're doing in the wake of COVID-19 and how you had to adapt. But before we get into that, can you just tell people um, a little bit more about you and Sweet Sack? Um, well, my name is Kamala. I've owned and operated Sweet Sack for about 12 years now. Woo! <laughs> <And> I, <laughs> have had many I've, samples from down in St. George's. Your baking right. is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, as a foodie person, I'm glad you're talking to us today, Kamala. <laughs> I, I've had every iteration of business. So I started um, from my mom's kitchen as a small uh, home bakery. I've had a table at the um, farmer's market. I've done... Um, uh, Harbor Night, I've done Market Nights in Dockyard, I've had a, a, a brick and mortar until the recent lockdown. Right, <laughs> yeah. And once that happened, and, and that wasn't anything planned, you know, it hit right. everyone by surprise. Sure. Um, I had to kind of think on my feet and, and figure out how to still operate a business, Um in these, you know, very strange and, and you know, times that are changing by the hour, mm -hmm. just how to figure out how my business is going to stay afloat and I can still service my customers. So it's been, um, it's been interesting, I, I, I will say. Yeah. In, in the past few months, has um, I've had to be more on my toes than I've ever had to be in the past 12 years. Right. And that's the thing. It's like, who prepares for COVID, right? Who who prepares for like a, a whole a global shutdown? For sure. You're, you're definitely not prepared for that. But I think one of the interesting things, and this is something, the buzzword that we always say is pivoting, right? Yes. So we've talked yeah. about it often. <laughs> how do you do that? Like people are like baked goods. Well, I need to be able to bake and I need to be able to go pick them up. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what what did you think when they were like, yep, uh, we're shutting down everything. What what was you, the, the first thing that you thought? Like, how am I going to do this? If nobody can come buy the goods for me, what am I going to do? 
Um, it, it's so amazing that you said how how do you prepare for like this global shutdown? It's it's funny, but I had already prepared for well, that. Well, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> And, you didn't think it would to, happen like this, but right? I, no, I didn't. I, I don't want to say that I was psychic or you know to no. my own horn, but you know I've been in business long enough to see different trends and and to know um, that business does change. Like I said, I I was able to move my business from one style of business to the next and grow. Um, but the the thing what kind of had to happen is almost like a downsize and that's sure. something that most businesses don't really have in in their bag mm-hmm. like it, it's always like okay next step let's get bigger let's get bigger but yeah. this was actually just knowing when to step down and that was something that I had kind of prepared for from last September like okay I've been in business this long it was starting to get a little stagnant okay right? gotcha mm-hmm. <laughs> And and I was seeing a lot of things happening um, just in my business that um, was starting to stand up a little some red flags. Just just personally, I, I was like, okay, it's time to make a change. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of trends online. Mm-hmm. It's some things that I'm I'm beginning to notice. So the the avenues that I hit once we were we weren't able to actually function from mm-hmm. um, the location. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I was able to pivot so quickly and to jump online is because I kind of already anticipated that move. Okay. And because I had already like sat down and, and written out exactly where I wanted to take the business and how to grow it and modernize it, um, being that everyone was kind of stuck home and you know only had to only had the internet to run to, I kind of was able to jump on that a little quicker than most. So my pivot was already kind in of process. in process. Yeah. Got the plans. <laughs> it's interesting that you say, so like most people, it's like 12 years, I need to expand. I'm looking for larger locations and all of that. Uh-huh. But for you, even prior to COVID, your thought was I need to shrink, cut some yeah. of my overhead sure. and maybe focus more online, which is, which is interesting. I mean, what bigger is not necessarily better. And I think true. she was, she was realizing Camilla was it because of more competition I mean you know you're sort of um bespoke uh, sort of high-end special st- big stuff that you did a lot of people started jumping on the bandwagon and then of course expenses right your brick and mortar costs yeah. you so much more and then of course COVID comes along Jamila and then your supply line is kind of like joked a little bit and gosh you can't get all of your baking supplies to do your natural volume from yeah. your brick and mortar store was that all things that played into it? That was all things. We jumped over sugar tax. And I was going right. to say, yeah. That was the other thing. Was the sugar tax. <laughs> Lord. We jumped over the sugar tax and some other tax increases, um, some employee costs that went up, health sure. insurance and things like that. Um, those all played a factor in it, but I kind of had to take a step back and really figure out what I enjoyed about um, running the business mm-hmm. and what, it, it's almost like that thing, like what, what would you do if, there was no money. Like, yeah. what, what would you do if you weren't getting paid for it? And I would bake. Sure. Right? This is what I would do. Mm-hmm. So um, my whole thing about downsizing and refocusing was so that I can refocus on my products. Mm-hmm. Um, inc- I, I definitely did not want to decrease my quality. Right. I wanted to ensure that my customers that have followed me 
through my business transitions that they were still receiving the quality goods that I was known for. So I think that I knew a step back and refocusing on my core products, increasing the um, quality mm-hmm. would mean that I would need to downsize on, on some aspects of of the business. So, so I needed to keep the quality high, but I needed to reduce the cost. Some of that cost, yeah. Hmm. That so, just meant taking a step back and refocusing. So it's perfect timing for you, right? For those people yeah. who hadn't, you know, done that kind of self-reflection and, and looking at the business for what it was and then reassessing mm-hmm. what was important. Um, so it, it, it actually that you were able to do that in advance made it easier for you to make the transition when you could no longer be in the store and all of that. Mm -hmm. So what... It did did make it easier, but it's still a frightening move. Of course. Not that I saw that there will be a global pandemic, but I did have have the blueprint of what my business would look like on a smaller scale, but still having to take that leap... um, um, jump online, start doing videos, putting my face out there. No, I, I've been in business for a long time, and people, I am very recognizable, but I'm not very out there as far as the face of my business. Mm-hmm. And sure. Doing videos, recording. Um, I, I've done some in the past, but it's not my favorite thing to do, and it was still very nerve-wracking of a move. Mm -hmm. even though I had planned for it. So let me ask you this. In that you, you know, like you said, you prefer to just be baking. Can they just leave you alone and let you bake the cake? (laughs) Um, But recognizing and understanding that perhaps you need to be more out there when you don't necessarily have that physical location. How did you overcome whatever nerves you may have had with regard to being more out front and becoming the face of the organization? What kind of tools, resources that you use to help you through that process? Um, Like I said, I had thought about this move since last September. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of research. Like I knew businesses will have to move online just knowing the trends of how things were working Mm -hmm. internationally, how businesses were functioning. And and if, if you are aware if you're very aware of business you you can see trends um Mm -hmm. especially online i see that you need your your business does need to be online it needs a social media presence right on social media more videos are being uploaded that's kind of how the algorithm works i kind of hate that (laughs) (laughs) but the algorithm does pick up more videos right more so if you want to be you know as forceful as possible you kind of have to take that leap but i kind of made sure that i had researched it as much how to be friendly on camera how how to get your point across how to not lose um your audience Mm -hmm. so those are all um little tips that i had in the back of my head Mm -hmm. um and then just the personal push was that I knew that for my business to survive, for for money to still be coming in, for you me to, to still be it. able to service my bills, I had to do it. So it wasn't like, you know... You didn't have an option, right? It was like, sure. yeah, I don't like to do this. And I think it was because people really needed hot cross buns. Well, I know. That's what that they that's needed, what right, was. Camilla? I, I hear what you're saying. Camilla, but yeah. People really needed them. That's so true. I, I felt... So bad, I had to personally call people and and um, refund money and and cancel orders, and it's and that's the whole reason I started the business. That 
I make traditional baked goods because people are busy. Sure. So I have something that they can taste like home. And it, it almost killed me inside to tell people that I could not make their hot cross buns. I already knew that people were stuck inside. They couldn't go outside to right. have a traditional Good Friday. So I was like, you know what? It's now or Time to jump in. Both feet. Right? Yeah. It's so, time to jump in with both feet. So, These people need their buns, even if they need, need them their buns, them. man. So let's talk about that, because I thought that was brilliant that you did that, right? So in the absence of you being able to bake the buns yourself, your solution was to help them bake the buns, right? So how, yes. how did you, like, how did that whole process come about? Because I hear what you're saying, doing the research and all that kind of stuff. But then there's that, it's the, the it's research to actual implementation, right? Sure. It's like the things that you don't like to do. You love baking, so you know you're going to do that. How did mm-hmm. you actually facilitate that? I watched it. I saw the thing. I didn't make no hot cross buns, but I watched the thing. <laughs> I said, I'm going, I'm going to. That's on my to-do list. <laughs> so how did you get there? That's kind of what I'm asking for those who are listening. I'm sure they're like, well, listen, I don't have that in me either, but you didn't and you did it. So how did you get there? I, I really wanted people to have hot cross buns. It's, <laughs> and, it's, hot cross buns. <laughs> and it's so funny because, and, and it's just from um, years of, providing goods is that I know that people almost and the, the calls I used to get in, in the pat in the years past mm-hmm. of people at the 11th hour I need hot cross funds I can't make them I've never done it before so and I just knew that it was such such a stressful time that people kind of needed to be to be distracted for a little focus bit focus on something right. yeah uh-huh. I didn't know if I would actually be able to be in my kitchen making hot cross buns with I think we had over 80 people exactly. in, their, in their homes actually making hot cross buns. I didn't know that that would be a transferable talent. Uh-huh. I kind of, so I sat down, I simplified a hot cross bun recipe that will be easily demonstrated um, visually. I made sure that I had the uh, good camera angles, that my kitchen was situated so that the, ca- like, so there was uh, some detail that, I did definitely obsessed about uh-huh. and I kind of just put out the faith that I was able to, you know, teach to a bunch of people remotely. Right. And, and it, it kind of all fell into place. Yeah. Um, but, but the main goal was definitely so that as many people had an, a near authentic um, hot cross <laughs> as possible as possible. Like I, I, that that was it. It was kind of just like a humanitarian thing that I didn't want anybody to have a bad to go without. Um, yeah, surprise. to go without that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you very much for your humanitarian <laughs> efforts. But the the net end result of that, I think, is a huge opportunity for you and others who may be in your industry or who have been traditionally used to doing business, you know, the the old-fashioned way, which did not or may not have include that online sort of connection. Um, but with the 80 people, on, didn't you do it more than once? You did, you did? Yes. See? Oh, my God. And then, and it was so funny because then I'm not in business. You know, we're on lockdown. Yeah. I think I did, like, four different lives. I had so many hot cross buns in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Because a batch is a batch. You're not going to go through all that and just make two. That's hilarious. (laughs) And 
and then I would send in multiple batches so that, you know, people that weren't able to patch back in afterwards could see not only the, you know, the demonstration of the sponge, but then what it looks like after it's rested, yeah. it's rising. So I had multiple batches each time I did these um, lives. So oh, sure. that's so funny. And your family was just thrilled sure with that. they were thrilled. They were not the... only my family, my trainer, my... I your whole neighborhood, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, when are you going to do this? So that's the next question I have like, for you. What have you been eating? <laughs> Hot cross buns. You're like, Good Friday is long over. That's all right. We that's all right. Got some in the freezer. Fish cakes still taste good on them, too. Listen, why are you playing? <laughs> so I guess what I'm I'm wondering now is, so you have this skill, this new skill. You're doing these, these um, Facebook Live or Insta Live um, videos and is mm-hmm. has this become part of like your new repertoire for different products because you have all the different holidays right that you sure. can, yeah. can there'll do. be other is, there'll be other necessities yeah. is there is that <laughs> something that you're going to continue to do in that it was so successful yes i did um do a couple more videos i do have plans for a bunch more mm-hmm. um I, I, everyone's getting excited about being outside and baking kind yes. of taking off over the summer. But I do have a bunch more coming for the fall the and fall. winter. I've also started to record um, some more popular um, recipes and techniques. Yes. Um, because I am working on a website. Awesome. Um, that was one of my so questions. I'm... I'm <laughs> Next. I am working on a website and I am looking to create like a uh, a course and different online yes. options. Mm-hmm. So these mm-hmm. are things that I'm working on right now. I've been a little quiet on social media um, just because I am upgrading my facilities at home so that I'm able to do more online right. work and so that it's it's more um, visible. I can I can do um, better cameras and things like that because I do believe that this is the, the next step yep. for business. I mm-hmm. would agree with you. And I'm so happy to hear you say that because oftentimes we, um, or lately, we've been talking about how you can monetize you know, that skill. And so with you doing the live with the video, there's nothing to say that you can't have that recorded and mm-hmm. that people could actually click and for however many dollars mm-hmm. buy the the video or download the video Get a download, to see yeah. you yeah so that they can have it and continue Do to it watch in their own it time. every mm-hmm. time um you know um good friday comes around guess what they just download the little uh, video follow Kamala, the instructions follow the instructions and and uh-huh. so forth so on and so forth <laughs> so i think that that is um, exactly what we're talking about when we're talking about pivoting and monetizing things that you wouldn't typically think that you could monetize, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking about all the Bermudians who are not in Bermuda who want traditional home-cooked hot cross buns, but they can't because their mama is in Bermuda, right? (laughs) (laughs) And, And But yet you can now create for them this kind of cash of videos of how to make these sure. um then that leads to kits exactly being mailed that. or being compiled yeah. and and and, and yeah. others other aspects of of yeah. teaching i guess what you do That's, instead of just doing it and selling it to people yeah i mm-hmm. was gonna ask you that have you um ever considered or is that part of your plan to do you know how they have like the subscription boxes where yes. you get everything that you need to make x yes. is that something yeah. that you've ever considered Yes, and I've actually done a few of those um, privately. 
mm-hmm. um, that um, all the ingredients arrive at your door and, and bake along together. So I definitely use my lockdown time wisely to mm-hmm. um, redo business planning and, and to know um, what the next, and and it's so funny because you know business plans are supposed to go from one to five years or one to ten years. Yeah, business planning during during COVID is like month to month. Yes, I know that's right. <laughs> the new normal. The new it normal. It really is because what mm-hmm. happened last month may be different this month. It sure right? is completely different. Mm-hmm. So and 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 I have to say that it is um, um, bless blessings out to anyone running a business right now. It is a very stressful time. Um, but don't think that that's a negative stress. I I kind of I, I like to know that the business people, the business owners that I know use this stressful time as um, time to think and and to reconsider what what their options are and to be a little bit more creative. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my business wasn't failing, but it was becoming stagnant. Right, and stagnant is more worrisome to me than actual failure. Right, um, right. Yeah, you want so, your labor of love to um, not just be a labor yeah. After, yeah. A, yeah. after a time, you know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. In failure, there's usually something that you can pinpoint that is going absolutely wrong, and you can and you can fix that. But when right. it becomes stagnant, it's just like you, you have no idea what what's happening. Like, you don't know. Why it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was starting to hit that that mark and even in myself like am, do I even love this anymore like right. is, sure. is this what mm-hmm. I'm doing so that's why I said I kind of had to take a step back and, and figure out exactly what it is that I really loved about my business mm-hmm. and what I really loved personally and kind of be um, confident enough to start even the planning so I didn't make the move back in September but right. I did sit down and, and plan it out but it yeah the COVID me off it was like ready or not you need to do something no I mean I think it's that's a great story right because oftentimes I think a lot of business owners get into the the doing the business thing right and so you can get stagnant like that you're like this is what we're doing the joy factor is yeah you're on this hamster wheel and you're just running 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 and then you're like but why 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 did I decide to do this in the first place and I yeah yeah I think going, well, utilizing the resources that are available to us, whether forced to or not because of, of a pandemic, um, whether it be online tools, whether it be utilizing the social media, um, it makes sense to do it. But when, when you don't, when you're not confronted with having to do it, those things kind of get pushed on the back they burner, do. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, I've, I'm like, when I get your newsletters and everything, I'm always um, so shocked at like you, like you said, you're building your website. So most okay. of the, the, the correspondence and all that has been done through your Facebook profile and your yeah. Facebook presence. So um, for people who are out there like, well, I just don't have the time to build a website or I don't have the money. I do think that the social media tools are sophisticated enough for you to create that sort of online presence. Something and, to start with. Yeah, to start sure. engaging people. Mm-hmm. And you are definitely an example of doing just that. Um, and then taking it up a notch with these, you know, live videos and stuff. That's a whole next level thing that I'm still trying to wrap my mind around. But. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we have a yes. webinar coming up, Jamila. We do. We that, do. Uh, that Kamala's going to be she a part is. of. Yeah. So she has given us a little taste of what we're going to talk a little bit about. But the whole premise that we wanted to do, we have these lunch and learns, free lunch and learns that we were doing or we were doing in-house. And mm-hmm. since COVID, we've been doing them online. And typically they've been about our products and the things that people can use to take advantage or take their business to the next level. But we were like, wait, in addition to that, we also need to talk about how businesses can actually pivot because some People were not like you, Kamala. They did not start planning in September, right? (laughs) One minute they woke up, the doors were open, and the next day they were closed. And so it's like, if you haven't considered what that looks like, what are some of the things that you need to take advantage of or to consider? And so we're going to have Kamala on to give her personal experience about what she's done, share some more examples of, of how she's pivoted. Um, and we're also going to have Danielle. Danielle on, was on last week, mm-hmm. um, painter, and she founded the NAB app. Mm-hmm. And um, she also just had a kind of a, a what was it a webinar on Sunday talking about getting online and all she of that. She did hers for 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 that and, and using her her platform. And yeah, her app. yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, she's going to be on as well, and we were hoping to have someone from Butterfield Bank to talk about the merchant account aspect of it because you got to get the money right sure. yeah. um but we're, we really are looking forward to this it's going to be 60 minutes so um those who are interested you can go on to our website at bedc.bm and basically we're going to be talking about the necessary steps that have to be followed to do business online in bermuda because you know bermuda we are another world we are <laughs> so. way out here in the middle of the atlantic yeah. So the the some things that apply don't always apply um, when it comes to certain taking transactions sure. and making sure you can get the money online. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but just how to utilize and maximize that kind of online presence, whether it's social media or your actual website yourself, to be able to continue to do business and drive business. Sure, yeah. To you, you know, because I think um, that's one aspect that people don't realize how social media and utilizing that kind of presence and building and brand and as all a marketing. That. Key, yeah. yeah as absolutely. A, as marketing. And so for you, Kamala, like I said, I just saw a newsletter that you had, um, that you sent out. How are those tools contributing to you being able to still maintain sort of that presence with your, your client base and customer base? Well, um, you, you touched on all the points, um, and I do know a couple of people that don't have the time. I, for one, don't have the time to build out a website, but it is definitely necessary. Right. But if you want to go that road and not have a website, you, there are many online tools. Facebook is wonderful for that, um, and, and all the social sites. You can have a, a really strong presence just utilizing those sites. But you kind of have to become an expert on that. Yeah. Facebook, for one, is still the biggest mountain that I have to climb. It is harder for me to operate Facebook than it is for me to figure out how to build out my own website. <laughs> that <laughs> is funny. <laughs> you are not encouraging people, Kamala. <laughs> no, people. And, and I- I'm not discouraging people. Because my mom <gasps> operates Facebook like a pro. Oh, and that's like, funny. So how do you get here? It's just like, you just do this, this, and this, and then you tag this person. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> that is funny. But, but and, and that's only because I kind of neglected Facebook for a while. Yeah. Focused on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, sure. Instagram, a lot of people Instagram did. Instagram is so 
uh, it to me is so more user friendly. Um, yeah, yeah. Than Facebook, but Facebook is a, a very good tool, and you can operate and and run a successful business from Facebook itself. Many it, people you, do. You, you understand? You prove it. Yeah, I mean, you prove it. Even though you say you don't, I know that um you know that's where i see most of your stuff outside from the the email um mm-hmm. databases and uh, email updates that i get about whatever the specials are but i do i would agree with you 100% that this can be like your your phased approach to sure. getting fully online with your own website. And if you don't know, you yeah. just ask someone like Kamala asked yeah. her mom. Most people would ask <laughs> their teenagers, but that's okay. It's, it's, it's all good there. You know, whoever has the knowledge. Facebook yeah. has done an excellent job um, to really consider um, how people can operate businesses. Uh, it's, you can get, have things um, scheduled. You can have automatic replies mm-hmm. when people message you about things. So, mm-hmm use Facebook for all it's worth. And it's very um, simple and easy and very cheap to advertise on Facebook. Right. Also, Mm -hmm. Um, but a website is definitely useful um, for grabbing people's emails and stuff. Like you said, I send out, I don't send out many. I will be sending out more once I get back online with the, in the fall and winter to advertise different things that I have coming up. Mm -hmm. But an email list is a wonderful thing yeah it is um, and (laughs) being able to just kind of like read the room like if you know that most people are still working from home they kind of have to be glued to their email exactly yeah so Mm -hmm. um knowing that your audience is at at your fingertips with email having a good headliner allowing people to click on things and having um all your information there uh, right now, I'm I'm operating without a website because I'm still building it out. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that I have stopped operating altogether. Right. Mm-hmm. So you can definitely do it without a website, but it is a, a vital tool um, to move forward. And, and it's easy to figure out how to get one up and running. That's right. So on Wednesday, that's uh, June 24th. Um, we would be having continuing this conversation with Kamala again. Danielle Painter is going to Georgia join us, someone from Butterfield Bank, to talk about how you can pivot and get your business online. And so we thank you so much for being here with us, Kamala, to share a little bit of the story. And we look forward to talking some more with you about it next week, Wednesday. Um, and just to remind people, log on to BEDC.BM to register, and it will be an online webinar. Sure. So um, make mm-hmm. sure you click on the link. We use the GoToMeeting platform, uh, GoToWebinar, so you'll get a separate email from them acknowledging your registration mm-hmm. and giving you the details for how to log on. But it is free. And um, the whole purpose, again, is to assist you with figuring out how you can pivot and get your business online, whether it be a full-blown website or like Kamala, utilizing Facebook until such sure. time as you get your website up and running. But mm-hmm. we, we all agree, right, that it is necessary it and is integral to being able to continue to do business and, and earn a, a, la- a living. Earn a right. living. Yeah. Yeah. So Kamala, just tell everyone once again how they can contact you through your social media and, uh, and uh, how to get hold of Sweet Sack. So it's Sweet Sack Bakery, and the sack is spelled S-A-A-K. Yeah, I love that. Search, <laughs> it's me and my siblings' initials. So okay. if you search for that in Facebook, um, Instagram, or Twitter, we have a um, social media presence. Um, awesome. Sweet Sack Bakery on Facebook, at Sweet Sack Bakery on Instagram. 
and at Sweet Tech on Twitter. There you go. So uh, before you go, I'm waiting for the live video on the uh, cinnamon roll. Cinnamon <laughs> roll should I'm be just next. putting it out there, you know. <laughs> you know. I have to say that that might be uh, the last video I ever. <laughs> I, I may I may do some iteration of a cinnamon roll, but you okay. know that is my that's most your thing. I know item. my signature item. Listen, um, can't share all the secrets. <laughs> what I'm what I'm most uh, lamenting about is the fact that you could not be in studio to bring a possible sample. Samples. For, there for are no samples here. right now. Next so, time, though. <laughs> so I, my... we, I do daily deliveries. Okay. So, and I can be contacted at 535-2253. We do do daily deliveries. If you want to get on our mailing list, you can send us an email at info at SweetSack. We have really cool products coming out. We do boxes of assorted goods that go out on, on a weekly basis awesome. so that if we can't get to you every day or you can't get to us every day, you have like a week's worth of cinnamon buns and other little yes, things. That's yes, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> As my and, mouth starts to water. Few months we will be doing um, both live and web ready um, instructionals that you can either pop on live or download as you feel um, with some really cool traditional Bermudian um, recipes. Awesome Mm. stuff. Thank you so much, Kamala. And I will talk to you again on Wednesday. Yep. Thank you. All right. Take care. Take care, Kamala. So, Jamila, to register there, you can go to BEDC, right? Yes, mm-hmm. BEDC.BM. Call us 292-5570. And it is free, so the more the merrier. But we are looking forward to helping you pivot sure. and mind your business. Because yeah. if you don't, who will? That's right. Make sure you join us again next week, folks. Same time, same place, uh, 4 o'clock every Thursday right here on Ocean 89. Thanks for tuning in to Mind Your Business with Jamila Lodge and Shelly Thunder, brought to you by BDC. Tune in next week, Thursday at 4 p.m. Ocean 89. Flipping through all of these magazines, telling me who I'm supposed to be. Way too good at camouflage. Can't see what I am, I just see what I'm not